Welcome to Holy Trinity Catholic Church from Beaverton, Oregon. Well, good morning, everybody. So this morning, I want to start with a story that one of our parishioners shared with me. This was actually some years ago. I got her permission on this. It's actually, it's a story about her mom's death. So this, the news she got, the call she got, came on a Sunday morning, and it was not expected. So as you can guess, she was pretty upset when, she, when the call came. And she talked to her family. Uh, so they made some arrangements. And then she decided that she would go to Mass in order to pray for her mom. So she was sitting in the back there, just off the center aisle. And as Mass was about to begin, the priest noticed her there and noticed her tears. And so he went up to her and said, what's wrong? What's wrong? What happened? And so she told him, right? But obviously there was no time to counsel her. Mass was just about to begin. So she said he did this. She said, as the music for the opening song began, he simply, he just reached out, he took her hand, and this is what he said. He said, my dear, I'm so very sorry. Take solace in the sacraments. Take solace in the sacraments. And you know what she said? As simple as that was, it was probably the most helpful thing he could have said at that moment, even as there, if there had been more time. So I thought, I'd like to play with that with you, pull that apart, think about what that means. What does it mean to take solace in the sacraments, and especially in the Eucharist? So let's see where we go with this. So as you mentioned, today is the Feast of Corpus Christi, and I was thinking, you know, sometimes we surround the Eucharist with so much ritual and piety that I think we risk forgetting what and who it really is. It's not a Jesus who desires gold and piety and pretty things or incense or things like that, right? Much less our groveling or our pious sentiments. No, what's present here on our altar every week is the dying and rising Lord who descends into our grieving into our hurting, our sin, our suffering, our broken bodies, minds, hearts. St. Paul reminds us that Jesus became sin for us. Why? Well, so that he could meet us there and lift us up. If you think about what happens in communion, it's actually a really astonishingly intimate thing, isn't it? I mean, we take the Lord himself into our very bodies, God literally puts himself into our hands, into our lives, into our very bodies. That's pretty intimate. Now, some have compared it to what happens in a marital relationship, and if that works for you, great. For me, I don't know, that feels a little bit icky, um, kind of like what our kids feel when they see their parents kissing in public, right? Should we have all our parents start kissing here and watch our kids' reaction? Ooh, get a room, right? <laughs> so... For the sake of those who might be a bit more squeamish, let me propose a different kind of intimacy. Years ago when my dad got sick with the cancer that would eventually take his life, he developed blood clots in his leg. And when those clots couldn't be removed, the doctors ended up having to amputate his leg right through the knee. Now by God's grace, I was home that summer, so I got to help my dad care for his wound and dress it and clean it and then eventually learn how to use his prosthetic leg. So my dad was one of these guys who was always very healthy, very able, and he kind of prided himself on that. So for him, this was really humbling and made him very vulnerable, right? To acknowledge his weakness, to allow someone else, especially his son, to see and touch his wound, to admit that he needed help. And truthfully, it wasn't like it was all that easy for me to see my dad like this. 
on one level, it just it wasn't fun. It wasn't sentimental. It was kind of gross, at least at first, right? I mean, to see the sutures and the swelling and the blood and the pus and all of that. But I'll say this. Over the course of that summer, as my dad and I worked together on this, there was a kind of intimacy that came into our relationship, not a touchy-feely intimacy, but a trust and a closeness that came with facing reality together, with taking on a difficult reality together. And my friends, I think that's the kind of intimacy that Jesus invites us to in the Eucharist. So when Father Dave or Father Tony or in a couple weeks when Father Bill, when they pray over that bread and wine, I would invite you to invite the Lord to come into whatever is broken in your body or in your heart or in your life or in your relationships. I'll give you a personal example. This transition that's coming up for all of us, this change of priests and pastors, it's raised up sadness, anxiety, even a bit of fear for lots of us, myself included. I've really been feeling that, especially these past couple of weeks. You know, we've had such a good thing here for so long, and we don't want to lose that. And even more, we don't want to say goodbye to Father Dave, to Father Tony. So these past couple of weeks, as I've come into daily Mass every day, as Father Dave or Father Tony have prayed over that bread and wine, this has been my prayer. Lord Jesus, here's my sadness. Here's my anxiety. Here's my fear. I can't fix them. So come and touch them. Come and heal them. Give me, your, give me trust. Give me the ability to hope. Pretty simple. But you know, he's answered that prayer, and he continues to answer that almost every day, right? Again and again. And it's not that all my worries just magically disappear, but there's a strength and there's a hope that comes. Sometimes it just comes interiorly. Sometimes it comes through another person's words. Sometimes it comes through something I'll read or something I'll see. And I've learned to pray that same way when somebody else asks me to pray for them. I'll say, Lord Jesus, find this person in their struggles. Help them in their sickness. Touch their hurts. Heal them, Lord. Sometimes I fear that we fall into this trap of thinking we need to present this sanitized version of ourselves or of our lives to God, and then we wonder why there's no healing that comes, right? Why do we, why do we feel we need to hide our wounds or our weaknesses from God? Do we think that he doesn't know? Do we think he'll be embarrassed or uncomfortable? Remember, Jesus ate with sinners willingly, and he touched the sick physically. He sought out the lost intentionally. So he's very comfortable with our weakness, our brokenness, and even our foolishness. And in the Eucharist, he waits for us, like a parent who waits for their hurt child to move their hands aside so that he can touch and heal their always. I'll give you one final illustration. Years ago, I heard a priest talk about participating more actively and meaningfully in the Mass, and he said a lot of things that day, but the thing I remember most is this. He said, guys, when you come to Mass, bring with you whatever and whoever is on your heart. So your concerns, your fears, your failures, your disappointments, the things you're angry about, the things you're ashamed of, the people you're worried about, whatever it is. And when the priest elevates the bread and the cup, put your intention, whatever that is on your heart, put that right in that cup. And know that as the Lord becomes present there, he's becoming present too to whatever you've placed there. After all, that's why he came to us. That's why he continues to come to us. 
every week. That's how we allow him to touch the hurt places in our lives. And that, my friends, is how we find solace in the sacraments. Thank you for joining us. You can learn more on our parish website at h-t.org. We hope that you will subscribe to our YouTube channel or try and join us for Mass if you're local. Again, all the information will be on h-t.org.